Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. I'm here today for episode 118 with Rob Reno, the president and founding partner of Encore Advisors, a leading commercial real estate firm in Canada based in the GTA. And uh, if you don't know, Rob is actually from the Amherstburg area. He grew up here and later went to school to Queen's University, where he received a Bachelor of Commerce specializing in finance, marketing, and entrepreneurial studies. He's also an advisory board member at TerraTech, certified commercial investment member, and certified high-performance CRE coach, and many other uh, accolades and accomplishments under his belt. So I'm really excited to talk about the commercial real estate business and uh, tenant representation. It's not something I've talked about on the show yet, and it's going to be great to hear Rob's take on everything. So Rob, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you, London, for having me. Now, Rob, I don't know if you've caught previous episodes, but every episode I have to ask a question relating to coffee. It's on theme. Um, where in the GTA would you say is your favorite place for coffee? Well, you know, the GTA is a pretty big place. Um, <laughs> and there's some beautiful spots. Uh, but, you know, as somebody who grew up in a, uh, a town with a lot of history, Amherstburg, and, uh, you know, a lot of beautiful architecture and went to, you know, Queens University where there's lots of limestone buildings and history that's where the original uh, Parliament of Canada was was, uh, was located. You know, I've come to appreciate uh, heritage and architecture and um, some of my favorite places in the world involve that. So, you know, art deco cities like Chicago, New York, and, and Toronto has that as well. And so one of my favorite coffee shops uh, in the spirit of uh, architecture is Deneen um, Coffee, which is located in a heritage building on the corner of uh, Young Street and Temperance Street, downtown Toronto. And as you know, Young Street is uh, an area that's in constant change, um, you know, but this is like a diamond in the rough. This place uh, has high ceilings, probably 20 foot high ceilings. It has an arcade style architecture. Uh, it's got a, uh, a banquette seating of like polished uh, cherry colored leather and uh, brass, uh, beautiful, massive espresso machine so you know when i go in there i feel alive and uh, there's not really a lot of room to sit but when you're when you're standing when you're in there getting your coffee standing room only and uh, it's just a phenomenal place not only is the coffee great but the atmosphere is phenomenal yeah it, it sounds like a, a space definitely where you're inspired feel creative and yeah. um like you said it 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 brings you uh back memories from amosburg which is yeah well thank god i didn't say to oh sorry I guess, you know, some people might say Timmy's. <laughs> well, we know that's your second option. Um, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate you being here. And uh, like I mentioned, I haven't talked about uh, corporate real estate, commercial real estate. And I'm interested in, in to know how did this journey start for you uh, to become a consultant and become president of Encore Advisors, which is a, a massive uh, global company? Well, thanks a lot, Lyndon. Um, you know, I guess like everything in life, um, you know, preparation is is key. And I didn't realize until later on when I was sitting in the uh, passenger seat of my uh, father's uh, car, driving around, putting up uh, signs in the front lines and joining him at listing presentations uh, as a prominent local uh, realtor. My father, Ron Reno, was uh, very active in um, waterfront properties and uh, and even some commercial real estate in the Windsor Nessus County area for probably 30, uh, 35 years. And, you know, I would 
see firsthand what it's like to be uh, in the real estate business. I didn't want to be a residential real estate uh, agent because you work a lot of evenings and weekends, as you probably know, based on the kind of business that you do uh, in, in, the, in the mortgage uh, game. Um, but, um, you know, so I, I ventured out to go into the marketing world and I, and I worked in 1995 uh, at Kraft Foods and I was a summer intern. Uh, and I loved it. It was an amazing experience, and I felt like it's something I wanted to be part of. Um, and it was interesting is that, you know, I, I didn't plan to get into the commercial real estate industry. I didn't know anything about it. Back then, information wasn't as available as it is today. You know, today, if you Google commercial real estate brokerage or consulting, you'd have thousands of pages of information. But back then, it was a pretty nascent industry. So, uh, you know, I worked at Kraft for the summer. Uh, I went to go and interview to uh, get a job. We were just coming out of a recession in 1996 and it was a very competitive job market. And, uh, and unfortunately I didn't get the job to come back full time, which is an, an anomaly, not because it was me, but they didn't, they didn't hire anybody back. That's from that summer uh, prior to uh, us graduating from Queens. And it was almost like, uh, uh, you know, there was someone looking o- over my shoulder because when I drove back to Kingston, um, from my interview at uh, Kraft that afternoon, there was a letter on my desk um, from uh, from Devoncourt at the time. The name of the company that I joined in 1996 was Devoncourt, and I'd never considered a a, uh, a career in um, commercial real estate, real estate, any sort of sales or consulting. I'd always thought I wanted to be in marketing, uh, but I had a good friend who uh, who was who was uh, sort of very prominent in sales at Procter and Gamble, and I also met the CEO of SC Johnson Wax, um, and he had suggested that I would be a great relationship-driven uh, professional in the, uh, in the sales game, and uh, so I gave it a, a shot. I talked to Devon Court, went down, took a train, um, and uh, this was probably April of 1996, and they made me an offer right in the spot, and I was quite comfortable with it because I understood uh, what was involved with relationship building. Uh, I understood what what was involved with uh, bringing parties together and, you know, transacting on very high value um, uh, services and, uh, and issues. And so that was the start of my career in 1996. I had a mentor at the time for a couple of years and it was a great experience. Um, and, um, you know, really what I decided to do was something that I'd learned through going to a Anthony Robbins seminar in um, the early nineties with my dad. And there's a guy, uh, uh, this guy, Anthony Robbins, had said um, one of those expressions is what you focus on grows. And so just like you, you know, what I did at that time in my career was I worked long and hard. Uh, I focused on my career. I did uh, some late hours. Uh, I was creative. I was tenacious, trying to be a little bit different than everybody else. And so over the course of many, many years, uh, you know, I, I, I sort of developed a bit of a different practice. Uh, I, I spent a couple of years in England. I spent a few years building up a global uh, corporate accounts division within Devoncore. Uh, I was asked to go start up an office in uh, Toronto West uh, to launch our industrial practice, which I did, and I became the broker record of that division. I became a shareholder of the company locally. That that grew to a, a national shareholding interest. I was involved in mergers and acquisitions discussions, which never came together. Um, but all this to sort of say that that was all preparation. And what I focused on during all those years and looking back to my own uh, father's experience of launching his own practice um, was all preparation for what was to come, which is in uh, April of 2020, 
the uh, former share of the British shareholder of our company decided he wanted to um, to sell the, uh, the business through a management buyout in Ontario. And that's what we did. We organized for a group of partners to come together and uh, and we, we bought the business in Ontario. And within about a year after that, we decided to rebrand it to Encore Advisors. It was our chance uh, to to uh, sort of have a uh, another chance to demonstrate to the market that we were, um, you know, a, a, a group of uh, professionals that was focused on quality. And I led the acquisition. I was the broker records. It was a national, a national, sorry, natural thing for me to step into the role of press president. And that's how it all how it how it all came to be was through that journey. You know, these things don't happen overnight. It takes a lot of hard work. And I think if anything, the, with the thing that I've done. Uh, to get into this place is is uh, I've been a very uh, diligent and consistent uh, professional uh, during my career. And just to go to go back on, on what you mentioned, um, you were working at Craft. Uh, yes. And as a as a young uh, student that was just graduated, and you were working there, how did Devoncore find you and, and give you that letter? What what made you stand out? How did that connection take place? Well, back then we didn't have really much internet, and so they used to send out uh, resume books from universities, from Queen's School of Business, where I went to school, Western, and a few others. And you know, there's a highlighter around, around my name and a few other people <laughs> that they wanted to interview, and so that's how they got a hold of me was through this resume book. If it wasn't for that, then I don't know that I would ever be in this in this industry. So it was before LinkedIn was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Res resume books and you would just uh they'd be sent out to to uh corporate offices and and you'd hope that you would you would be highlighted and, and get a call. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. It was uh a great way that we actually hired a lot of people at our firm back then uh, through that same mechanism. And uh I was the very first young professional they hired, I was the first mentee they hired through that process. We created a whole program around that. Um, you know. Over the years that followed, you know, sending out uh, letters through like through curated um, uh, sort of efforts to pick top uh, performers that were competitive. They might have been like uh, you know athletic or you know uh, great uh, uh, sort of demonstrable experience in leadership and and all that. And um, mm -hmm. and I was very involved at Queens, so I think that stood out. And I don't one grades is one thing, but you know, being able to demonstrate that you're active and you, you want to be part of the community really helps give one a leg up to get a job in this industry. So that's what I did. 100%. And I mentioned it briefly about uh, a little bit about what Encore Advisors does. But for those that don't know, would you be able to simplify it and just explain, you know, your, your role? Sure. So, you know, I guess the analogy we'll often use, and I'll say this because not everybody is has experience of buying or purchasing commercial real estate. But imagine that, uh, you know, you are going to go buy your, your, your house and you walk by a open house one day and you see a sign, you walk in and you shake the hand of the listing agent and the listing agent uh, welcomes you with open arms and shows you around. And, and then you ask the listing agent, uh, geez, this is beautiful, a beautiful home. Uh, what, are, what are you asking? And, uh, you know, then you have a nice conversation and all of a sudden the, agent uh, says, well, are you interested in making an offer? And, you know, you say, sure. Um, well, can I help you with that? Do you have an agent? Well, no, I, we don't have an agent. So 
imagine that you worked, you walked inside that open house with your own agent who was working for you, a buyer broker or a buyer representative. Uh, you know, since the 1972, our group um, has focused exclusively on working for tenants and buyers as opposed to sellers, landlords, and investors. And the benefit of that is that, um, you know, when you have your own representative, they're working for you. They're advocating for your best interests. They're focused 100% on what you're looking to achieve. And that's more like a consulting role. And yes, you know, it does avoid conflicts of interest. But beyond that, it's more about holding a client's hand to support them through the entire decision-making process and negotiating the right outcome. So we have a whole, you know, team of people, a force uh, that focuses just on that, which is quite unique. And, and what is your your the day in the life of, of Rob Reno look like? Jeez, that's a uh, you know it, it it changes day by day. But for me, you know where I shine is in, compl in complex complexity. I shine in helping clients navigate strategy. You know, thinking about well, you know, if I have a couple of large industrial buildings and I want to sort of figure out you know how to put them together, where to put where to locate them, what they should look like, um, you know, how they should be designed, what kind of, you know, landlords we want to do business with, uh, how long a, of a lease term we want to execute, what sort of costs we're prepared to pay, how's it going to impact our HR, all those things are on my mind. So I assemble a team of consultants that optimizes that decision making. That's where I shine. That's, you know, let's say if I was to put myself in a position where I could do that every single day, you know, that would be my unique ability is to, is to uh, take those complicated processes and then simplify them through, through uh, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, it's a process that allows the client to focus on their core business and allow me to be their guide, uh, almost like having your, your, your own real estate department. Mm -hmm. Now, beyond that, there's a lot of mechanics, right, you go into, into the day-to-day. -day. So there's drafting of offers to lease and purchase or sale on behalf of clients. There's running uh, financial analyses, demographic studies, you know, there's a lot of uh, analysis that, that gets done and a lot of negotiation of documentation. And so, you know, while day, while day to day that may be the mechanics that happens, the back office or the behind the curtain uh, sort of um, thing that happens, front stage, you know, where I shine is being the one who takes all that and helps shape the strategy and the outcome. Mm -hmm. And from what I'm hearing, trust is a is a big uh, component of this, especially with your clients. And this leads me to my next question, because it, it relates to uh, what you're doing, but also those that are watching. One of the most important aspects of uh, building your business is building those client relationships. How do you build those with the, the tenants and buyers that you're representing? Uh, that perhaps maybe there's a few things that some people that are in many different industries can uh, learn from how to build strong client relationships. Well, I mean, the, the easy thing is to actually know who your client is and get to know them and uh, ensure that the client looks at you as somebody who's got their back. And the way that I like to do that is to be part of their community. So it's not just about a transaction. It's never about a transaction. For me, it's about the relationship. It's about building on, on that relationship more often than not, my clients come, and it's, it may sound cheesy, but they do come through referral. And it's not sort of like one of those things where I send a letter and say, send me some referrals. Uh, you know, that's not what this is about. 
It's about um, a network of people that uh, believe in each other. And so oftentimes where you'll find me shine is where I'm working within an industry. It could be an ent the entertainment industry or it could be, uh, you know, the supply chain world where I'm working for a client who I've had great success with and they want to share that with others within their community. And that makes the whole community very sticky. I remember when I worked at the town shop menswear in Amherstburg uh, in the uh, late 80s and early 90s. And I remember walking downtown Amherstburg and I was waving constantly. I was just walking down Richmond Street or Sandwich Street or Dalhousie Street because I knew everybody, you know. And so when you know everybody, it makes it easier for people to do business with you or to work with you or to like you. Uh, especially if you're a good person, you do great things. So what I try to do is, is solo the same seeds here in Toronto, which is a big, big place, uh, and create these micro communities of, uh, of people that uh, want to help each other out. And, you know, my experiences, generally speaking, I try to give first. I always try and help people, and that has come back in spades. And now for someone that's perhaps hasn't like you said, you're, you're walking down, down the streets of uh, Richmond and, and you're waving at people, people you know. Uh, but for that young entrepreneur that's looking, let's say they're, they're in real estate, right? And they're um, prospecting leads or clients. And now they're, they're wanting to set that initial meeting up with a buyer or a seller or really anybody. What would be your advice for that very first meeting? These two individuals do not know each other. How should that conversation start? I think that beyond trust, um, that you know, one of the most important things, a couple of the most important things that the reason why people buy is because they feel comfortable. Uh, as well, they feel like you're going to go to the wall for them. That you care about uh, the outcome. You're not just in it for, you know, what uh, often happens in our industry. And you know, it's not to say there's not a lot of great professionals. I have a lot of respect for a lot of amazing people in my profession, but there are, you know, the sales or commission driven industry can have the perspective of, ha of, of being commission oriented and it's, it's transaction oriented. So if you can show that you care more about the outcome and you're going to work harder to achieve that successful outcome for the prospective client and you, that you um, would like the chance to just get together and, and demonstrate that, uh, that you have that uh, desire it does go a long way. I remember back when I started uh, in the uh, mid '90s, you know, I just asked for a little bit of time to to you know give them a couple of ideas. And if and if ultimately at the end of the day, uh, you know, all that happened was they learned a few things. To me, that was better than actually um, not asking for the meeting. And I think it also helps uh, when you have a mentor. So you know, I had a mentor early on in my career. Uh, I, I learned some good things from that person and. You know, I kind of shaped my own career in a different way after those couple of years. But what I would say is that having somebody who can join you and support you is also super important uh, in uh, helping to get in the door. Because, you know, you can't save a track record when you're very young in any, any industry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, very, very true. I appreciate that. Uh, going on to, to my next question, more about, uh, about you, Rob, uh, as president of Encore Advisors, what is your your vision for the, you know the future of this company? Like you said, um, it's fairly. I guess it has a rich history, but Encore Advisors is fairly new. Twenty twenty, you mentioned is the uh, the acquisition. Uh, what's your What's your vision? I believe that 
our industry is slowly being disrupted by technology. And I don't mean that that would suggest in any way that we're going to not have jobs, right? What I mean is that certain tasks and certain business processes are being disrupted, not the people. And yes, there will be some people that whose jobs will become redundant like any other industry, especially if it's, if it's highly repetitive tasks. But, you know, I think that if I was to look to the future, you know, our, we haven't fully launched our, our strat plan yet, but, but a couple of the, uh, the ideals that we strive towards are, you know, uncommon, exceptional experiences. And so to me, you know, my vision would be to leverage uh, exceptional process, you know, and that may be backed up by technology, um, leverage ex exceptional experience and hire amazing people that care about the clients and go the extra mile to achieve those uh, great outcomes for them. And if we can do that consistently as a team, uh, we're going to be winning, um, you know, more than our fair share of business. Yeah, it will it'll only lead uh, for, to growth, right? It's 100%. just a, yeah. Now, my, my final question for you, Rob, is uh, for somebody that wants to be in your shoes, and uh, I'm not saying go get a job at, uh, at Kraft Foods, and, and times have changed, obviously. Yeah. Um, but for somebody that says, let's say somebody walked through the door and said, Rob, I want to be in your shoes. How do I get there? What would be your advice to that, to that individual? I would say it, it, at this stage, uh, you know, it's a matter of hard work and focus and, um, you know, just have, keeping your eye on the prize, you know, just deciding what it is that you want, writing down your goals, you know, forcing yourself to be accountable, being consistent, uh, not taking anything for granted, not resting on your laurels. Those are all very important things, you know, to get to the point where someone is successful and they can achieve great great results in their career. And, and like I've been involved in uh, real estate property uh, files that you know are in the multi-hundred millions, right, uh, in value. So it's high stakes. And, and uh, you know, every so often, if we have like a huge win, and I can mention many of them over my career, uh, where we've done uh, large build of suits or, you know, sold big properties or sale lease back, large leases for brand new buildings that don't exist. Like there's a lot of things there. You know, I, I don't sort of come away from those projects saying, geez, um, I've done it. I've done like I'm, you know, I've achieved my, my successes. I'm going to go and, uh, you know, uh, take my foot off the gas. I, mm -hmm. I always sort of, you know, in order to sort of continue to grow in your career, you have to remain focused on what's next. You know, they, they often say you're only as good as your last deal. Um, and, I'm not so sure that's the case, but I would say to you is that, you know, the people that uh, are often on a roller coaster in uh, business and life, you know, they, uh, they're temperamental. They'll, they'll, they'll have a great uh, success and then they'll kind of be, become complacent and not sort of focused on what's next. So I think it's very important to be intentional, purposeful with your time to set objectives and to, uh, and to always be striving for that next, uh, um, sort of uh, success and, and to be a constant learner. Like I'm still learning. Like this morning I was online looking at uh, how to implement ChatGPT in our business, uh, which is to free up my time to be more productive. It's, it's everything that you would expect in any profession. And it's not like this is new what I'm telling you, but I think those are the key pillars in our industry. If you want to become a leader and be very successful in the long run. 
Mm-hmm. Being being able to adapt, like you mentioned, right? <laughs> there's there's so many efficiencies that are taking place, and uh, technology, like you mentioned, is disrupting uh, a number of industries, and you have to be on top of it. So I, you know, I completely completely agree with you. Um, and uh, I thought this was uh, a fantastic interview, and I hope everyone that was watching really enjoyed it, and perhaps becomes interested in in some type of uh, career in commercial real estate. Uh, and uh, Rob's a great person to follow on LinkedIn and really learn from. He's an expert in the business, and uh, I'm so proud that you were, you know, you're from the Amherstburg area, and uh, your your father Ron has definitely uh, created a legacy here as well. So we're just uh, pleased to have you on the show, and I, I can't thank you enough for your time. Well, thank you, Lyndon. I'm very impressed with everything you're doing with your own career. Uh, you know, you're doing everything, everything right from where I can. Uh, you know, sit and uh, watch you, uh, how you promote yourself and how active you are. And I'm super impressed and wish you all the very best with your career uh, as you continue to grow yourself. And uh, I really appreciate you having me on this uh, this show today. Awesome. Well, thank you, Rob. I appreciate those words. This is episode 118. If you missed it, visit coffeewithcraner.com where you can rewatch the full episode and more. Hope to see you soon.